Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Voice podcast. This is Logan, and today we are going to be talking about E3 for 2021. So we have quite a bit of stuff to talk about today. We also uh, have a little bit to talk about in terms of the battle pass for Season 4 of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, sit down, relax, um, and get ready to uh, get into this. Also, I just want to let you guys know I am going to be up late tonight, number one, because it's my last night off before I go back to work, um, well, Friday night I'll have off too, I guess, but I'll be at a party, um, but yeah, so, uh, this is my last streaming night that I'm gonna be doing, I'm gonna be taking some G Fuel to stay up late, um, but basically what's gonna be happening is we are going to be playing, um, Black Ops Cold War tonight and Warzone leading to the Season 4 start, so basically I'll probably be playing Warzone leading up till the Battle Pass drop, and then once the Battle Pass drops, I will transition over to Cold War, play one in the chamber, try out the new, um, Outbreak region, and, um, yeah, just, you know, kind of try out some of the new stuff that launches with the season all at once, including hijacked, uh, cause it'll probably end up being a hijacked 24 seven playlist. So I'm really excited to, um, you know, kind of just see, you know, how this goes tonight. So if you guys want to watch me stream tonight, that is PC underscore boys, um, on Twitch, a lowercase, but, uh, yeah, so let's start talking about E3. So, E3 this year showed off quite a few interesting things. Um, first of all, uh, I want to talk about, like, the Wakanda expansion for Marvel's Avengers. Looks pretty cool and pretty dope. Um, obviously, we're gonna be getting new villains finally to fight against, which I was on Marvel's Avengers the other day for, like, an hour. Um, I don't really play Marvel's Avengers much. I hop on from time to time to, you know, kind of just see how things are. Other than that, that, though, I'm, I'm not really on it too consistently, but yeah, um, it looks pretty cool, um, looks pretty awesome, so I'm hoping that it, uh, you know, goes very well, um, but, you know, Black Panther and everything looks pretty cool, so I'm thinking the expansion's gonna be good, I mean, their story expansions have been good so far for both the Hawkeyes, um, and now Black Panther, everything looks like it's still gonna remain on a good track record of having interesting, um, stories to play through, for post-launch content, Square Enix also did announce that a new story-driven uh, game is coming out for Guardians of the Galaxy, which is not going to be connected to Marvel's Avengers and or going to be connected to Marvel's Spider-Man on PlayStation. So all these games, I guess, are on their own standalone universes, which... I find interesting, um, you know, Marvel's Avengers would obviously be the game out of all of them that would have, you know, a layered universe of characters compared to the other games, because, you know, with Marvel's Spider-Man, yeah, they mentioned the Avengers and Wakanda and stuff, but there actually is no other superheroes other than Spider-Man, they're just kind of there in spirit, I guess, but anyways, um, so that's what Square Enix had to uh, show off, which was pretty cool. Will I end up getting the game? It depends, um, you know, when the game gets closer. I guess I'll check more out about it. I think it's cool, but I'm not a huge Guardians fan. Like, I like the movies, but in terms of the characters, I'm not a huge fan. So I don't know if I'll buy it or not. Um, so that's on the Square Enix side of things. Um, the other day, Nintendo did release a trailer for the new um, Metroid game. So, for those of you Metroid fans, you know, you're, you probably, you know, really excited about that. Um, 
And then, of course, uh, we got some information about World War Z. Uh, funny enough, World War Z ended up having um, a trailer for the uh, Aftermath DLC expansion, which is coming with, I believe, two more regions. One being Rome and another one. I don't remember the name of it. They're doing a whole melee overhaul to the game. They're adding in a new class. Um, you're also going to get four new characters, it looks like, as well. Um, so, and first person mode as well. So, yeah. And then for next gen consoles, they're putting more zombies on screen that couldn't be done with previous gen consoles. So, World War Z is putting out some new content, which it's nice to see because, like I said, I really loved World War Z when it first came out. Um, and the first few, you know, free expansions and stuff were cool, like, you know, Horde mode was free and the challenges and stuff, but. At the end of the day, you know, they started making everything paid DLC. And in my opinion, World War Z is not really a game worth paying money into, at least in my opinion. But who knows? Maybe this new expansion will be viable. I haven't played World War Z in over a year. So we'll end up seeing if I get back into the game or not. But I haven't played the game in a in a long time. Um, it was fun, though, while it lasted. We also got to see some stuff for Back for Blood, which is is a game that I also am going to be buying this uh, this coming um, winter. There's a lot of games coming that I'm going to end up buying um, or getting for Christmas. That's kind of what it's going to come down to probably because I have like a lot of options of shit that I want to get. Um, but yeah, so at the end of the day, uh, we got some Back for Blood, uh, you know, inner look at like the classes and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Um, what else did we also get? We also got some, uh, they did release something for Dying Light 2 not long ago, but I'll have to make a podcast separately talking about that because I thought Dying Light 2 was going to get canceled, but it actually is coming out this year, which is nice. <laughs> um, they also, Square Enix had a presentation, I believe, for the new Life is Strange game and Life is Strange Remastered, so they had that as well. Um... So, yeah, I would say in terms of everything third-party related, um, including Battlefield gameplay, everything was pretty solid um, out of the things that I had mentioned. Also, there is a game coming from, I think it's Shark Mob Studios. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on the name, but it's Shark something. Um, they are creating a Vampire the Masquerade uh, Battle Royale by the name of Blood Hunt, so... I'll be definitely taking a look into that. I bought Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood. I enjoyed it for what it was. But obviously, I'm hoping as they go forward, the budget is higher and they're able to do more with the game, especially with animations and stuff. But <laughs> I'm very interested to see how this Battle Royale turns out. And I will definitely be trying it when it comes out later this year. And it's free to play, so you don't got to worry about spending money on it. Obviously, cosmetics will probably be in the game. But yeah. So now moving on to what I think is the most interesting Xbox's um, showcase. So, interestingly enough, right, Xbox had some exclusive stuff to show. So, Xbox has a new vampire game coming out that's going to be exclusive to the console, which actually looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Um, but then again, that's probably meant for like a niche audience um, sort of game IP. But we did get... A exclusive coming from Bethesda Game Studios, and this is Starfield. And I was talking about this back during the acquisition of Bethesda with Xbox. I told you guys that there was talk of Starfield becoming an Xbox exclusive. 
And I was correct. It's exclusively to Xbox and PC. Obviously, you know, anything with a Game Pass platform. Um, so, what else is coming um, down the pipeline from Bethesda that will be um, exclusive? Probably the next Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Um, but yeah, Starfield is a new IP from Bethesda Game Studios. We don't exactly know the story, but it looks like it's going to have to do with space travel and figuring out what the Starfield is, I guess. I guess that's like the big mystery as to what Star, what, you know, the, the story is. We're trying to figure out what the Starfield is. Um, and it is a role-playing game and you get to make your character and, you know, make them look however you want, which obviously is, you know, Bethesda Game Studio standard. Um, and they also announced the Creation Engine 2, which is something we have desperately needed because they needed to upgrade from the Creation Engine for the longest time. So I'm glad to see that Bethesda is finally upgrading their game engine. And I gotta say, Starfield looked pretty good. It, I believe that it was in-game engine footage, which it looked so much better than anything Bethesda has put out, uh, Bethesda Game Studios, up until this point. So, I'm really excited. That comes out, I believe, 11... Uh, I believe it comes out the 11th of November next year, I believe. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with Starfield. I'm excited for it. I'm a big sci-fi nerd, so obviously I'll pick it up. I'll let you guys know if it's a good Xbox exclusive or not. Because if Starfield makes a big hit and it's really good, this is going to give Xbox an actual exclusive that I think a lot of people are going to look at Xbox and be like, okay, there's more of a reason to buy this console now than just Halo, which we'll be getting into in a second. So, I, I got to say, you know, Starfield, there's a lot riding on this new franchise IP because, you know, you look at Anthem and some of these other bigger, you know, bigger name studios like Bioware and such make new IPs and they turn out to be dog shit. You know, Starfield needs to be a game that has a good story, that has a good, um, you know, character customization, role-playing element. Like, it needs to be a game that's finished on launch. It's on a new engine, so it's going to look better, obviously. But we need the game to be, um, you know, fully, you know, ready to go day one, and it needs to be really good. Because like I said, if Xbox can start getting exclusives from Bethesda that rival that of PlayStation, Xbox will be more of a viable console. And I'm not a big person on exclusives, right? I don't agree with exclusivity at all. I think it's stupid and I think it's bullshit. But due to the fact that PlayStations are always, you know, PlayStation fanboys are always praising the fact that they have exclusives, when Xbox gets a few good ones under their belt and start to expand that library, maybe then those PlayStation fanboys will be like, oh, well, I'm not down for exclusivity anymore. Because I think once we're all on the same page that exclusivity sucks, then we'll be able to go somewhere and start voting with our money. But until fanboys of either side, you know, stop looking at stupid shit, you know, it's not going to solve anything. But yeah, so when it comes to um, Starfield, looks pretty cool. So I think the last thing I want to touch upon um, is Halo because, you know, like I said, there are a few things I wanted to touch on. Nothing, like, super extraordinary. There isn't, like, a Doom Eternal or anything at this E3, so it's not like I got something to sit here and just, you know, talk about this entire time. Because I'll be honest with you guys, there are games I'm, you know, excited to play, but I can't say that there's a game coming out this year that I am, like, dying to get my hands on, right? Because, like, last year, that was Doom Eternal. It was last year, right? 
last year or two years, no, it was last year, Doom Eternal was the only game I was dying to get my hands on, and obviously Call of Duty, because it's Call of Duty, but Doom Eternal was, like, a game I was dying to get my hands on, um, and I don't have that this year. Back for Blood looks cool, and I want to play it. Um, the Blood Hunt Battle Royale for Vampire the Masquerade, you know, I want to play that, um, but I, I'm not dying to play it, you know, I'm not sitting there looking at every update for it or anything, um, the new Battlefield looks really cool and stuff, but then again, I'm not a huge Battlefield fan, so it's not like a game I'm dying to have, but, yeah, um, there, there's a lot of games that I'm excited to play this year, but there's nothing that I, like, die hardly need to buy, like, the best special edition or anything, so, and even the new Call of Duty this year doesn't have me excited, unless they start showing me something in the trailers about the next COD, that's gonna make me lose my mind, um, I cannot sit here and say I'm super excited for the next Call of Duty installment at all, um, but yeah, so let's talk about Halo. So, Halo, um, and Microsoft dropped the big bombshell that Halo multiplayer for Infinite is gonna be free to play. Meaning you can download this outside of the main campaign and play it for free. But, you do have to pay for the campaign, of course, if you wanna play that. Which I think is a smart business move because here's the thing. A lot of games nowadays are free to play. And we know that Halo Infinite is kind of like their live service Halo game. That's kind of how they're describing it as. So having the multiplayer uh, portion of that be free to play I think is very important. And it makes people, you know, you can get more people behind the Halo franchise by making it free to play and then selling cosmetics because let's be real here with Halo Spartan armor you can sell off cosmetics like a motherfucker um but I will be buying the full game I'll be buying you know the campaign along with the multiplayer because I do like Halo I don't think you know Halo in my opinion right I'm not a diehard Halo fan but Halo is a game that I do enjoy the campaigns of and I do enjoy the franchise it wouldn't be in my top 10 or my, excuse me my top five favorite franchises of all time if it is in there it'd be at like number five because you know crisis is my number one then doom then call of duty then after that i don't know possibly left for dead i mean i've left for dead although it's only like two games or three games it's still nice um but yeah so i, I like halo i just don't think that you know I'm just not a Halo fanboy, but based upon what I saw for the uh, multiplayer, looks pretty solid, looks like it's going to compete, and they didn't really show anything new on the campaign that I was aware of, um, so that part is still a little bit behind, um, you know, behind the scenes of what's going on there, but they did confirm that it is coming out holiday of this year, so Halo Infinite will be, you know, upon us within about six months or so, um... So, yeah, uh, th that's good news. Um, Xbox is getting, you know, an exclusive this year for holiday season, exclusive next year around the holiday season with Starfield. So, the next two years, they already have some holiday exclusives planned, which I think will help boast uh, their, um, you know, exclusive lineup going into this next-gen console, um, you know, series. But, yeah, so when it comes down to it all, this is kind of what E3, the most things that stood out to me um, for E3, but like I said, there's nothing really that has me super excited, I mean, that's a problem, like, if you take a, you know, take a, you know, look at, like, a year ago, when you had, like, Marvel's Avengers at the time, I was super excited, you had Miles Morales, you had fucking, uh, Doom Eternal, 
Um, you had, uh, oh, what were some other games that were also coming out that I was super excited about? There was a lot of games announced. You had, like, Bloodlines 2, you had Werewolf the Apocalypse, but Bloodlines 2 is, like, you know, they don't have a confirmed release date for that game anymore, and, and it's getting switched to another studio. So, yeah, when it comes to, uh, you know, some games, they have been just, you know, completely removed or pushed back. Um, and that's, you know, problematic, but anyways, uh, that is all I have to talk about for E3 this year. Um, I hope you guys, uh, enjoyed, um, talking about that, uh, but quickly before we end this, I do want to touch upon the Call of Duty Black Ops 4, or Black Ops Cold War Season 4 Battle Pass to kind of give you guys an insight as to what's coming inside of it. So, inside of it, obviously, we're getting, like, four or five operator skins, as we always, you know, tend to do. Um, and we are also getting 1,300 COD points as normal. We're getting a new LMG and assault rifle inside the battle pass. Um, we are getting our first ever reactive skin at tier 100 for the new operator Jackal for this season. And the skin is going to work a lot like reactive camels for guns, where the more kills that you get or the longer the streaks you go on, the colors of the skin uh, do change. So that's what's coming in the battle pass. Um, it looks like we get a skin for uh, Port Nova, a skin for Adler, a skin for what looks to be Wolf, and um, one for Hunter, which is a part, you know, is the Mill Sim, or one of the Mill Sims for the NATO side. So yeah, a few skins and stuff coming, nothing too, too major, nothing uh, too, too uh, crazy. Um, but I will say this battle pass does look better than previous battle passes, especially with that tier 100 reward. Also with Warzone, a new vehicle is coming with a dirt bike, which is being ported over, obviously, from Black Ops Cold War. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have to talk to you guys about. Thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you all in the next one.